I'm, yeah, it's good to get my feet wet. They are soaking. Humans, gentle ladies, lad men, ladies and gentlemen, dreamers and dreams alike, and welcome to the Devolver Digital Forecast here at forecast.devolverdigital.com. Hi, I'm your co-host JM. And hello, I'm your co-host Robbie. JM. Yes, Robbie? You gave that introduction a little extra oomph this week. Well, thank you for noticing, Robbie. <laughs> I've, been, I've been taking my oomph every morning. Good. It's about time. Yeah. It's about time. We've missed it. <laughs> My doctor said I had an oomph deficiency. Uh, Not anymore. Not anymore, I don't. And I slapped him right in the mouth. Good. How uh, are you doing besides <laughs> uh, slapping doctors in the mouth? So. Besides slapping doctors in the mouth, I'm doing okay, Robbie. Last night, I finished A Feast for Crows, which is the fourth book in A Song mm. of Ice and Fire. Yep. Uh read them all before but um that is the slog that book is i thought it was going to take me longer but apparently i i just burned through it like i've burned through all the others uh which concerns me because my and my hope was that by the time i finished all five books uh book six would come out but nope. time is drawing short is a feast for crows what happens in that one or like which characters does it follow oh god it's the iron islanders and circe and brienne and jamie uh and does that have Sansa the sand snakes and, and shit in it or is that the third? it's got the sand snakes yeah and has yeah. all of dorn oh, yeah um yeah, yeah. yeah and it's it's good it's a good book but after book three it's such a fucking drag yeah and also, it's that kind of like, right, we've we've been all around Winterfell doing all of the Winterfell things, but yeah. now we're in Spain. Yeah. I mean, I love Dorne. Yeah, I it's cool. Dorne. I But I was always a bit like, it it's always just, it, it always just felt a little bit like it was an afterthought, like, what can I do with some characters that I don't know where else to put them at the moment? Or I need like, I need like something to, you know, just not be following the same three characters for an entire yeah. book again. So here's Dawn. And it's like, they're cool characters for sure. But yeah, yeah it's not the most thrilling story yeah, not a lot happens in book four. I mean, a lot happens, but it, it's like it's like book two, where things happen, but they're mostly setting up, like, events for the third book. Um, but, uh, I mean, it's still good. It's still excellent writing. Uh, and, you know, Dorn is great, And but it's, yeah, it's a drag. So I'm on book five now, but I'm just going to burn through book five because it's, you know, it's back to the... So the second time I read through the books, there, you can find a list. Um, so books four and five are simultaneous, and you can find a chapter list that tells you when to switch back and forth. Oh. And the second time I read them, uh, I did that, and mm. it was it was good. It was a lot of fun. But the first and now the third time, I'm reading them in book order. Right. I, I so. didn't realize you could read them concurrent, concurrently. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah simultaneously or whatever no that's cool yeah yeah i'd be interested so, to do that actually it's pretty it's pretty good yeah you just get the list and it tells you what which chapters go where uh you know i wrote it down in my books so i was like okay change books here um before i you know went through the second time but it was good it was good um yeah so i'll just say the words elden ring to tie all that back to video games and oh. uh, ask how you're doing robbie <laughs> Ah, I'm doing pretty well. Um, what's been going on? Uh, I have finished Metal Gear Solid, The Phantom Pain. That's uh, great to hear. Yeah, I loved it. It's uh, yeah? not without its problems, which I think uh, everyone is largely aware of because of uh, the the what was 
a fractious relationship between Konami and Hideo Kojima during the production yeah. now is no longer a relationship but uh, you can see you know you, there's a very clear line um where where obviously you know he was removed from the project and then they tried to to put something out uh yeah. but having said that uh i really liked it i thought it was a really good game i'm a big metal gear fan so uh yeah i enjoyed it i thought it was no. uh, and it was something it's not necessarily even though i love metal gear it's not necessarily the type of game that i would naturally kind of want to just get lost in for 50 hours yeah um, but it it has been <laughs> and, Lovely. and uh, my sleeping pattern is slowly going back to normal <laughs> good, good. <laughs> but uh but all in all thoroughly enjoyable makes me want to go back and play the rest of the games again even though i played them uh again not that long ago so, <laughs> yeah I'm didn't living, you just play through them I'm on living, your way to this one yeah living in a cursed loop uh much wow. like one of our recent success stories loop hero how about that it's uh-huh. pretty good yeah, seamless yeah. segue isn't it yep. speaking of seamless segues though <laughs> uh have you ever been on the loop hero website loophero.com no I have not been to www.loophero.com. Well, let me tell you something, JM. You should go to www.loophero.com because it's a very, very cleverly designed website that actually mimics the gameplay from the game and features uh, caricatures and quotes from some of your favorite streaming personalities. Robbie, I don't have any favorite streaming personalities, but you, that's really exciting. You might after going to www.loophero.com. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. How does how do how do we get these websites, Robbie? Well, I was curious as well, JM, because for all I know, they just blink into existence uh and live there forever where people yeah. can go and enjoy Open up your Netscape browser and and go to the text exactly. But it turns out, JM, it turns out that somebody makes these websites. No. Yeah, I know. I don't know how they do it. Uh, Cover what? Some using some sort of computer software, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But to find out more, I've brought a very special guest to the forecast. Please welcome the webmaster, uh, Mr. Eli Penner. Hello. Hello. Woo. Thanks for having me. Oh, take it Please off. sit down. Sit down. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Hello. Eli. How's it going? Well, good. Welcome to the forecast. Thank you. Long time listener. Yes. First time guest. I sometimes send you guys messages while I'm listening and making supper. <laughs> Those are always appreciated, oh, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it's good to know that, that, you know, that folks listen. It's like, oh, yay. <laughs> yeah, we should point out that uh, Eli is not obligated to listen to the forecast, but he does because he, uh, he realizes that the forecast is a heck of a podcast. <laughs> it's the best. It's the only way I have to get to know you guys. <laughs> There's no events or anything. Oh, that probably helps. Well, that's why you're here, Eli, because we need to get to know you yeah, that's good. and our listeners <laughs> do too. I don't know why I'm talking like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I put too much oomph on the opening. That's true. The oomph is spreading. So, Eli, uh, why don't you tell us who, like, Say hello to the folks at home and let them know what you do with Devolver. Hi, I'm Eli. I make a lot of the websites for Devolver games in collaboration with Vieco. And I've been doing it for about two years now. What was Um, the 
so you you recently did the loop hero website as we uh talked about and i'm sure yes. we'll talk about it some more what was the first website that you worked on for devolver the first website was apeout.com and that nice. was uh, a scary scary project for me i had just <laughs> left my job and started doing this and i was kind of coding it not really knowing what to do and it wasn't looking good and i i wonder if vieco kind of messaged nigel and he's like oh, i don't know what's going on here because i got a <laughs> message from nigel being like hey it'd be great to see some designs <laughs> And I was like, oh, that's right. <laughs> was that like a... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and so I bought Photoshop and started working on a design. And I showed my partner. And she was like, oh, that's that's not very good. <laughs> oh, that's, <fair. laughs> that's a good partner right there. <laughs> and then I looked at it and I was like, oh, you're right. It it really isn't that good. <laughs> so I had, a like I guess, my, ne my second anxiety attack and panic and... And I was like, okay, well, time to learn how to do this. And I just kind of sat down and and worked at it. And, and with uh, a lot of Vieco's help, we, we put a website together. And I'm very proud of it. Nice. So wait, when you say learn how to do this, do you mean learn how to build web pages in no. general? Or something specific that you were working on for the 8 page? Um, I kind of learned about, well, I got my foot in the door with Devolver while working on the Devolver Digital com website through uh, another mm -hmm. an agency my old job mm -hmm. and so i was coding back then i wasn't doing any design mm -hmm. and then i came to devolver and suddenly i had to do some design as well which i i always kind of thought i would be good at design but it was kind of a, a reality check there you didn't realize that you would end up being excellent yeah it's, it's actually really hard <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. But I mean you knock it out of the park. You you made the the Fall Guys website which is, you know, fucking excellent. Uh Loop Hero which we've already talked about being excellent. Uh Carrion? Yeah. I mean you've made Carrion all of them was actually mostly yeah, in recent memory from that one. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. We all got a team thing going on. <laughs> but was the was the APAL website? Was that was that where the playable trailer lived? No. That was something right. else. Right. That was a long time ago, yeah. yeah. What was the... Talk us through uh, what uh, went into designing the APAL website then, if that was your kind of baptism of fire in the world of website creation. Well, the APAL website, the, my idea was kind of to have like a 3D aspect to it. So as you scroll, you kind of see the walls go by, just like in the game. Mm. But then when mm -hmm. you put a design together, it doesn't look very good. And like I had the floors were the wrong colors and nothing really matched. And I had it horizontal or I had it vertical and now it's horizontal. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, Nigel said, hey, you should do it horizontal like the game. So I tried that and just a lot of little tweaks here and there. And it, it kind of slowly came together. There's no real eureka moment where it suddenly i figured it all out is that how you feel they generally go for you that it's it's sort of just putting pieces together and rearranging them uh or do you feel that you some now that you've gotten more of a handle on the design do you feel like you come across eureka moments uh it depends on the project there's projects like olea that we recently did mm -hmm. that as you scroll down kind of everything animates and that was something I had done for other sites like Enter the Gungeon and Heave Ho and Ghetto yeah. Roboto. So I had kind of figured it out with those projects. And then Olea was just kind of, a, a kind of putting that all together and making one. So for that so, project, I kind of knew where I was going. Right. How closely do you work with the developers on the websites? Because I assume you obviously need to use a lot of their assets because what you what you tend to do on your websites for anyone that's listening uh that checks out any of our websites they're very i mean they look and sometimes even act <laughs> like the actual games themselves which i think is what's really cool and unique about 
the websites that you make because it gives you a taste kind of of, of what the in-game experience is like even if it's very superficial you know just like a, an aesthetic level but it feels very interactive and i assume uh i mean I, obviously i've been privy to you having some discussions with developers but is it quite a protracted and like in-depth relationship that you end up having with developers when working on the websites i think i'm uh, something i'm getting more confident at for the early ones i kind of just did it taking screenshots and just kind of going through photoshop and and cutting out the things i needed but for stuff like loop hero the the dev sent me all the assets and then there's a part when you scroll down that the screen turns to black and that one i Vic and i talked to the the developers and they sent us the shaders that they use and i kind of used their their code to to put that together that was really cool nice nice yeah so would you mind telling us you know what your journey's been how you found your way to building you know devolver game websites sure i was born in winnipeg and then Woo! got a computer science. What do you call someone from Winnipeg? A Winnipegger. <laughs> a proud Winnipegger. <laughs> I think I think the wrestler Kenny Omega is from Winnipeg. No, there's a He's few from wrestlers Manitoba. from there. Is he from Winnipeg? Is Man where's Manitoba? It's in the middle of Canada. Hmm. Where are Winnipeggers from? Uh, the south of Manitoba. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, sorry. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> it was Robbie will edit in a bit here where he gives the yeah. history of wrestlers. That are from of wrestlers. Winnipeg. It's hard to make Winnipeg, Winnipeg. Uh, sound very alluring. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Robbie here. There are a number of wrestlers from Manitoba, the capital of which is Winnipeg, such as Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho, Don Callis, and Rowdy Roddy Piper. But yeah, I did a, a bachelor degree at the University of Manitoba, and I did like a, a co-op program there. And while there, I applied for some jobs. And one of the jobs I applied for, I didn't get it, was Frantic Films, which is, I learned that that's where Kurt worked for a lot of his life ah. through the forecast. What was your What was your degree, and what were the co op programs? In? It was a degree in just computer science, and okay, cool. A lot of the, like I had a, uh, a f like a four month internship at a company that had just been bought by Microsoft doing spam regular expressions and trying to catch all the spam emails and i did two other Oof. placements that were more government stuff like agriculture canada doing java hmm. and then doing java <laughs> <laughs> hey i heard that guy does java <laughs> is that what people would say around the campus no hey, you know the eli guy he's into java <laughs> <laughs> It was the opposite. It was Java that really kept me out of the gangs and, and kept me. <laughs> oh, Eli does Java. <laughs> and then, yeah, I graduated and worked two years at a, a, a agriculture logistics company. And then my partner wanted to move to Montreal to do her PhD. So I was like, yes, let's do that. I'm really bored at my job. So yeah, in 2010, we moved here. I got a job at a, a website agency. And kind of there for a while, I I kind of learned some of the gaming industry stuff. It, mm. I had a project with Epic Games and one with Bethesda. And then one with Devolver. And yeah, jump well, ship here and we are. joined you guys. <laughs> So how did you how did you make the the jump from being someone who was doing coding with the agency on the Devolver website to 
having custody of the Ape Out website. What was that? What was that jump like? Well, it was like? through Devolver. I worked uh, quite closely with the Echo, and I was kind of like in mm-hmm. his ear, being like, "Hey, you think uh, maybe I could uh, come join you guys?" <laughs> <laughs> Classic. <laughs> so you 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 saw yeah, it. Yeah, I did. And well, he kept saying like, "Hey, maybe finish the Devolver site first, and then we'll see." And I'm like, okay, I'll wait. <laughs> 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 Just do your fucking job. <laughs> yeah. Vieco, Eli. <laughs> but also Vieco. <laughs> yeah. He listens to this. <laughs> yeah, he's the one that uploads it, I think. He is. <laughs> he's in charge. So so you were working on the Devolver site and you were in Vieco's ear and you're like, hey, you guys need somebody to build websites for you in general? Yeah, kind of. Like... I was, yeah, I don't really know. I was just kind of like, hey, I want to. I love your game so much, and I want to uh-huh. jump in. Nice. Um, nice. So you, although you weren't really working in video games until you were at this uh, agency before Devolver, I take it you were kind of a big gamer growing up. Is that what kind of drew you to computers and things in the first place? Yeah, I played a lot of video games growing up. Uh, what was your favorite video game growing up? I played a lot of Mario games, like Mario 3 and Super Mario, uh, the first one. Never heard, don't know those ones. It's a, it's a Japanese game. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, nah, not for me. <laughs> and I played lots of StarCraft. I got big into that. I liked nice. all the... The use map settings stuff online. That was always a lot of fun. Mm. You mean like the custom, like where people would script stuff out? Yeah. There was like a map called Evolves. Nice. Just a bunch and a lot of tower defense stuff. Things like that. I had a Mac, so I wasn't I was a bit limited for what games I could play. There's all the LucasArts games. Oh right, yeah. I'm amazed you could play Mario three on a Mac. (laughs) Um, no, didn't it come out on the Mac first? Bravo. I thought it was a Mac game first. Hack Nintendo right there. <laughs> I had to code it so I could play it. <laughs> nice. nice. Well, I knew we'd get to the bottom. <laughs> so were you kind of like... I, well, I assume then that you were more interested in desktop kind of games and things like that or stuff that was available on mac and pc is that why you kind of wanted to start working on those platforms or were you a big console gamer but just didn't really know how to get into console development i think it was more just what i had my parents Mm. never got me like a a playstation so i just kept on the computer um yeah, I wanted to be a, a game developer growing up. And then I think it was while mm-hmm. I was in university that I was like, oh, that, that looks really hard. <laughs> 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 and yeah, you no Java. learn about the industry and you're like, oh, I don't know if I really want to get in there. But yeah, yeah I know how to do websites. so <laughs> <laughs> Very much needed in the video games industry, as it turns out. Yeah. Did you have a lot of friends that were video game developers then? No, I didn't. Um, coming from Winnipeg, it wasn't a big thing. It's starting to happen now. Like Ubisoft just started a, a studio there a year or two ago. Hmm. But there's not, there, and there is an indie scene that I wasn't aware of. But yeah, it wasn't something that, like there wasn't a company there that I could target or anything like that. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter now, Eli, because you're here, part, part the of the Devolver uh, family, as we like to call it. And it is a family. We're highly... It freaks me out when people say that. Um, <laughs> Just slip that in. <laughs> so, <laughs> why don't you talk us through kind of how... When you kind of start uh, thinking about, you know, the uh, the projects that you're going to be working on and 
kind of where you go what your process is I suppose I, th I think I'm quite interested to know like when you start to think about what you know a website's going to look like or what it's going to be for a given game and kind of just what your process is for kicking things off and then delivering it through to you know well, I think a completion. good example oh no is this working <laughs> he, he disconnected, disconnected for you okay <laughs> he disconnected for me as well and I was like uh Eli well Eli I'm gonna continue protracting the question that I was asking him <laughs> because it I don't feel like it was already I don't feel like I give enough of a preamble to the questions that I ask I'm back <laughs> are you did, you did you ask the question Hi, Eli okay he did ask the question it was what's the process <laughs> um are you sure you don't want me to explain the entire lead-in to my question? Before concept I... <laughs> of what process is. Yeah. Yes. Hi, you Eli. What's it. your process? <laughs> um, well, what's, your, what's your process like from beginning to end? A good example would be the, the Boomerang X website, where I played through that, and you could. it's only through playing it that you really feel the motion and how fluid that game it really is. And so I, yeah. I wanted to mm -hmm. capture that a bit on the website, but it's really hard to do it in a, like a 2D, not too complicated way. So I just kind of went with the logo and tried to, tried to kind of move it with the background video so that the user would kind of subtly feel it without really realizing that they were feeling it. And mm -hmm. yeah, one of the devs said, to get the mouse action in there so that it would kind of follow the mouse. And yeah, it kind of came together with that. Right. So yeah, I always kind of look for what makes the game unique in a not obvious mm. way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And how early do you tend to start working on this stuff? Uh, it changes. Sometimes I get a couple of weeks. Sometimes it's a it's a few, like a few months. I think the Fall Guys website I had two or three months to do the first iteration. But something like yeah. was that a lot was of was that, yeah was something like Fall Guys a much more involved project because there was just a lot more going on. Yeah, there was a lot more content that wanted that that we wanted to show off. Like we wanted to show off all the rounds, and there's talk mm -hmm. of of showing the costumes, but that that got out of hand very quickly. Yeah, <laughs> I dread to think how many costumes are in that game now. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, there's um, there's news, and and Fall Guys is a bit more complicated because it has a back end where the people at Mediatonic can come in and and enter news articles and stuff like that. Yeah, so. There's only there's not too many of our sites that have that kind of regular update of content, is there? Like no, think... not really. There's that, and there's yeah. Blightbound as well. Yes. Mm. Yeah. But on the whole, I guess a lot of them are just kind of... Well, they're, they're like shop windows, really, aren't they, for the game, I, I expect. Do you prefer working on those types of websites where you can just... You can just focus on being creative and making the website just look really cool and sell the game. Do you prefer that or working on the websites that maybe have like a longer life and you can kind of iterate upon, you know, regularly with new updates and things like this? Because I know with Fall Guys, obviously, for each season, you got to basically redesign the whole thing. Yeah, that, that's fun. But it is fun as well to have like a website, like a project start, and then it's it's pretty much over. There's not much to do afterwards, not much maintenance. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah. yeah, I love it when shit ends. <laughs> <laughs> when you just don't have to think about anything anymore, it's the best. But it makes me think of uh, my friend Pedro. <laughs> I feel like I'm going through all my projects. But the my friends, why you're here? <laughs> Shout him out. The like my it. friend Pedro site was 
it looks like it's a very simple website, like just kind of screenshots. But there's a chat bot mm-hmm. that took weeks and weeks to to write, where I have to try <laughs> oh, to make sure yeah. it, it answers bot. everything. I think it can answer <laughs> half of the things now, but it was really tough to bounce that. Half of everything is <laughs> yeah. still a lot. Well, yeah. <laughs> So what? Okay, we need to focus on this a little bit, I think, because this is very unique. Uh, so, one, let's start at the very beginning. Where did the idea for the chatbot come from? I don't know. I don't even remember. <laughs> Good. Maybe, Next question. When the experience, I, 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 I would guess, I would guess that he played the game, and Eli takes the experience of the game and absorbs it. So the experience of my friend Pedro is that you're just a guy walking down the street and you talk to a banana and a banana talks to you and shares information with you and eli said this banana this guy is going places we need people people want to talk to this banana it might have and he went to nigel and he said listen nigel (laughs) people want to talk to this fucking banana and nigel says i don't believe in bananas and eli slapped him in the mouth it's like you were in the room (laughs) when it all went down (laughs) <laughs> yeah i i don't remember that at all i think i blacked out <laughs> that's fair you were you were in quite a frenzy oh, that happens way too often <laughs> <laughs> so anyway the idea for this chatbot just conjures itself up out of the ether and you f- suddenly find yourself having to sit down and write this whole thing so what went into that it was a lot of trial and error. Like, I thought I had everything covered, and then I believe I, I showed it to the Discord and got people to try it out, and mm-hmm. I was kind of recording what they would write to the chatbot. And I bet that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had to add some words to the, to the, the response where he gets offended. <laughs> <laughs> Or yeah. seduced. And yeah, I just kind of got people to go in and try it and had to rewrite it a few times just because it wasn't catching much of anything. Hmm. And yeah, it took a long time. How often do you come up with a concept for a website that, that requires you to learn something new, to do something you've never done before? Like, how often do you do that to yourself? I think most websites have something about them that's that's new. Yeah. Uh, like, I've been playing with doing stuff in 3D recently, and that's that's really hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I don't know how these game devs do it. There's, there's so much. <laughs> but yeah, I did the Ragnorium site. Oh, the Card Shark website, guys. I just made Doom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just every website from now on for me, like it's just well, this is it's just Doom. <laughs> this is just Doom too, <laughs> Eli. Yeah, people are gonna love. It. Um, Eli, did you work on the Disc Room website? Uh, I didn't do the first pass, but uh, on launch, I believe we did some layout changes. And I helped around with that and added a little Easter egg. Aha! So that was what that was the next part of my question. Did you work on the Easter egg? We won't mention exactly what it is here because I want people to still be able to find it. But uh, was did, did you have a hand in that? Yes, that was that was me. Nice. That was that was your me. idea? Yes. Oh! I had seen it somewhere Incredible. else, and I, I. I copied it. Oh, don't say that. Don't say that. No, it's your original <laughs> <Have> you... idea. <laughs> what? How many of your websites don't have Easter eggs? Because I feel like that's going to be the shortest. Uh, list. Maybe about 40% don't. Yeah. About half. Yeah, about half. Nice. It's just enough. Yeah. So it's just enough so that there's a good chance that there's an Easter egg on an, on a Devolver Digital Yeah, website. there's a decent chance. Nice. I kind of realized, uh, like I did Easter eggs for my friend Pedro and Enter the Gungeon, and those Easter eggs took mm-hmm. about as long as 
the actual websites. <laughs> <laughs> and I think maybe two or three people found them. <laughs> but that's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of it. It'd be no fun if we just told everyone about them. Even the the disc room one, I remember on Twitter people were hinting like the, the devs and Devolver were hinting at it pretty strongly. And people yeah. just weren't getting it. They were still posting <laughs> screenshots from the, the game about, hey, this is what I got. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so funny. I love those types of things that are hiding in plain sight. Because even the first time I, I, I did it, because I hadn't asked anyone when we were talking, when it was kind of happening before the game came out and we were testing things and stuff like this. And I was just like, everyone was talking about it. Like in Slack, everyone was like, oh, you know, I got this or I got that. And like, <laughs> just kind of like sharing all these like funny stories. And I was just like, what the fuck am I missing I here? And it. then, <laughs> but then I eventually got it. And then I really liked that. Yeah. We would like post things on social media and it's like, it's right there, but nobody sees it. <laughs> Yeah, it was like, I like it. There's a lot of space on this website. And then <laughs> this website has space. <laughs> Go to the website and hit space. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I need to click on space. Like the, the oh, exact space. So sense. funny. Nice. Um, you're dropping hints about the Pedro one too. I remember there was a tweet going out or something like that, and you're like, "Hey, can we can we phrase this this way?" <laughs> People haven't found my Easter egg yet. Yeah, that was the Enter the Gunge one has like seven steps to it that I was sending to people oh, to wow. test it. Oh my god! <laughs> what would you say is your most? Would you say that's your most complex uh, Easter egg? Yeah, I think so. For the My Friend Pedro one, I uh, took some bananas to a park and did a little photo shoot. <laughs> photo. <laughs> little picnic that they had together. Those are the kind of lengths that we want our webmasters to go to. If you're not going to go and photograph fruit in the park for the sake of a joke on a website that nobody will ever get... <laughs> then you don't belong here, <laughs> frankly. Yeah, I keep looking at the upcoming Devolver games and I'm not seeing a lot of fruit. Well, mm. I'm sure there's a way to get fruit in there somehow or another. That's true. You just have to use your imagination. Think outside the box. Exactly. Get out of your damn you heard that, box. everybody. Think outside <laughs> oh, no. the box to unlock the, the next Easter egg. Do you have a favorite website that you've made? I think my favorite would be Enter the Gungeon, just because I yeah. love that game so much. And it was kind of a, a dream come true to get to work on that. And really? I really spent a lot of time trying to get it, get it really good. Oh, so you were already a fan of the game? Yeah, before, before I even met Devolver. Oh, well, nice. yeah. It's a good game. Yeah, it's really good. I've beaten it with all four main characters. Well nice. done. Killed the Lich? No, no. That's way too hard. <laughs> you can do it. Uh, I would be interested to know what kind of ideas you've got knocking around for the House of the Gun Dead website. Because I know there's uh, like, there's a there's one there now, you know, as part of the Gungeonverse or whatever, but Eventually that game's going to come out and obviously that's very different. And I know we just made a joke about <laughs> turning every website Two into words, Doom. words, <laughs> Robbie. Doom 2. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, taking on a kind of uh, first person, uh, you know, light gun shooting arcade game, transforming that into a website, I think is going to be interesting to see. Have you got any ideas for it yet? Well, there, I did do a site for it. And it has a, a playable version of the game. At enterthegungeon.com. Eli, tell us about how you <laughs> created the House of the Gun Dead website because it's <laughs> you very different, very thing. different to the uh, to <laughs> to the other Enter the Gungeon games. So, 
Yeah, uh, very curious. I, I got some assets from the devs and did like a little 3D version. And yeah, you can click on the the the, the bulletkin and they die and they drop little casings. And I was talking to one of the devs at at PAX, I believe. Yeah, PAX. And he told me that after they saw the website and they saw how it has like a little 3D effect, that they changed how the, the rooms are loaded in the game. I thought that was really cool. <laughs> wow. Nice. I think they had it, the, the rooms were all kind of, they had 2D backdrops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I added a little subtle effect to make it look like it's 3D. Oh my god! Displacement I'm, map. I'm playing it right now. We can. Hear <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> On your massive mechanical Holy keyboard shit. and mechanical mouse. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Go to enterthegungeon.com right now. <laughs> Click on House of the Dead <laughs> at the top, and then House of the Gun Dead at the top. Scroll down. That's fucking cool. Oh, it's over. Nice. Oh, it's, oh, oh, it's over. It was just a teaser. Come on, Eli. Well, you it's almost as if your website makes me want to play more of the game. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm curious. How do you balance the sort of spectacle and you know interactivity and you know all of that with readability? Well, a lot of these websites are very much just marketing. They're not really meant to be very useful. Like, okay. there's not, there's some good uh, information to to be gathered, but usually people aren't going to these websites to learn about specific aspects of the game. Mm-hmm. So generally, the the visuals and the the feeling of the website is more important yeah. than actually conveying knowledge. Makes sense. So you're conveying the sense of the game, the feel of the game, more than like information like the team is based out of, yeah, you know, San Diego or whatever. I think that's kind of the 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 bonus that I can bring to the table, rather than just using like a Squarespace website. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. It, it goes back to what I was saying before, really. That you know the websites that you and Vieco work on together are just I think they're so I think they're so good at articulating what a given game is is like (laughs) you know like I can't think of a better way to put it really but it does it does give you a taste of that experience and really importantly in my mind is that yeah you you guys use the game assets and you really put all of that front and center so that people can you know see the visuals clearly they're big they take up the whole screen it's not just like a bunch of little screenshots or whatever well i know that like i don't really read anything on the websites yeah even websites that i've coded I don't know if I've read the the paragraphs that I've copied and pasted onto them. <laughs> <laughs> Eli, don't put this on the page, but we want people to know that anybody who buys this game is a chump. <laughs> Copy and right, paste. I'll put that on. Nobody on the internet <laughs> reads anything. That's true. Yeah, our eyes just kind of glaze over the websites and just suck in what we can. Yeah, because I guess for for us, you know, it's like we want somewhere that people can go you know to watch a trailer and see more of the game but yeah not be exhausted by you know yeah press releases and marketing copy and all this kind of boring stuff it's like it's much better and especially if someone's just curious because i'm sure there are still people out there who just will just google or just type in like enterthegungeon.com just to see if there's a website because they're a fan of the game or whatever uh, without even really knowing mm. whether or not it exists. So I think that, yeah, just having something that's kind of just fun and splashy and, yeah, and looks cool 
It's yeah, great. I wish, like, I remember the, there's a website for Firewatch that I that I saw when it first came out, and I really liked it. It was one of the first websites I had seen for a game that that kind of took it to another level. What did I really it? Liked it. Yeah, it what... just has like a little parallax effect. As you scroll down, there's various layers of the trees and the mountains. Yeah, and it mm. just very quickly kind of shows that there's a there's a story to this game and there's some depth. Yeah. Do you have any ambitions? You know, one day to you know develop a game. I know you'd said that that had been an ambition in your youth, but you know you're like, oh shit, that's hard. But you've been very near the industry for a little while now. You think that's something that'll happen for you? Yeah, it's something I think about often. Happen. Uh, I yeah. tried a few years ago, and I made like a, a horse racing game, <laughs> and I tried to make it kind of a dark horse racing game, <laughs> a bit like I was. <laughs> well, I was inspired by Papers Please, where uh -huh. you kind of you're playing a fun game, but there's a there's kind of a dark underbelly to it too, like. You're you're making major decisions that have a a big impact on people. Yeah, it's, it's kind of an intense game, and I wanted to do that uh, kind yeah, of it's... thing for horse racing. Okay. <laughs> what <laughs> the dehumanizing of people through a through a bureaucratic job in papers, please, is dark. But man, what if we could get animal cruelty into it? <laughs> Damn. Damn, it's man. called Enter the Glue Factory, <laughs> and it's uh, being published by Devolver in 2024. <laughs> That's the dream. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a, an article or a short essay written by Hunter S. Thompson called The Kentucky Derby is Decadent and Depraved. And it's, hmm. it's kind of like a Hunter S. Thompson-esque investigation where he he goes to the, the Kentucky Derby and takes lots of drugs and gets right into it. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's not a, like, I like horse racing, but I know it's, it's an awful industry. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. When, when were you working on this game? Uh, a few years ago, maybe five years ago. Oh man. Does anything and... exist still? Um, I, I don't know. I th I think I still have it on my phone, but that's it. I could never quite get it to be fun. Well, <laughs> I can't imagine what's getting in the way. Decadent and depraved, a mobile horse racing game by Eli Penn. But Papers, Please is fun, and I wanted to, to match that. Yeah, yeah. How bad is it that I have not played Papers, Please? I haven't either. I've watched my friend play it. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm you should. completely aware of it, obviously. Um, but yeah. I've never actually sat down and played it. It's it's worth a play. It's it's pretty quick. Ah, uh, is it? Get that was the one thing I was unsure about, actually. Is how long the game is. It's not too you know long. what I'm going to do? I'm going to... Click on your mechanical... I'm going to see what their website is like. Papers, please. I think it's not oh, bad. It is just, it's the logo. And then it's lots and lots of award logos, some quotes, some screenshots. And then it tells you to buy it. And then there's the trailer. So maybe it's a good game, but mm, I think the website could use a little work. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'll email Lucas Pope and ask him if he's working on a Papers Please too. Yeah, I think you should. I yeah. think you should ask them if you, you can redesign their website. It's getting to be an old game. Yeah, I bet the Oberdin website is better. Oh, okay. Let's look at that one. What's it called? The Return of the Oberdin. Is it called Return of the yes, Oberdin? I think so. It's the something of the Oberdin. I've never played that either. Oberdin dot com. Oh, okay. This one's got a little animation at the top. <laughs> Screenshots again, though. You'd think it would have a bit more video on it. It's got more awards. 
Uh, it's got some flyers that don't seem to explain very much. And then some story lore, and then buy it here, and then the trailer at the bottom. I'm not going to lie, it's exactly the same as the Papers, Please one. <laughs> but it's got an animated GIF at the top. And you're not going to buy it? This website does not make me want to buy the game. There, I said it. Now let's go on... My friend Pedro. My friend Pedro. <laughs> Robbie loading up web pages. Yeah, this well, you know, we're doing it live. <laughs> we're doing it live. What is the website of my friend Pedro? Where is it? My friend Pedro. Myfriendpedro.com. My friend. I hope oh, it's not fuck. <laughs> my friend. <laughs> This is going to be worth it, guys. Keep listening. MyFriendPedro.com. Here we go. Enter your date of birth. Oh, no. I've closed nice. it. Already getting set up to wish you a happy yeah. birthday when your birthday rolls around. <laughs> nice thinking, Eli. That is, that is customer service right there. I'm not, I'm not looking at an age-gated website today. I'm sorry. I don't blame you. It's outside my remit. Well, I hope everyone enjoyed my journey through the world of websites. Uh, but Eli, what are some of your favourite websites? Uh, well, I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Stripe website is good. Apple always has nice, nice animations on their website. Mm -hmm. Um. There's a guy named Bruno, I think. He's doing lots of cool 3D stuff. Ah. Is there like a Get... community of creative web developers? I follow a few on Twitter, but it's a bit, uh, it seems everyone's kind of doing their own thing. Mm. Rivalry. Rival website developers. Like maybe, giving each other the sting fly when they see each other walking down the street. That guy does. Maybe Vieco's given Devolver a bad name and he's oh, burned bridges everywhere. Absolutely. That's his MO. Um what was I gonna say? I was gonna say Uh talking about favourite websites, then I was going to say I've forgotten. What's your favourite porn <laughs> website? <laughs> 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 Do you, so you've been you've been listening to the show for a while, Eli. Is there anything you have wanted to share on ye old fork cast? Uh, well, one thing that I've been thinking is I don't. Oh, I guess you guys didn't didn't really play this. We've considered making the show good, and no, we're not going to. Sounds it. like oh. you're about to give us some feedback. <laughs> and, uh, Sorry, what were you going to say? I'm not. I'm not here for that. <laughs> I'm here for that. <laughs> I was just going to say that Loop Hero, it reminds me a lot of the StarCraft, the use map settings stuff that, that we have discussed earlier. And I'm surprised that mm -hmm. no one ever said anything like that. Like, not Devolver, but no one on Twitter or in the, the reviews or anything like that. So that's, that's just one point I wanted to just say to the, the internet on this platform that I have hmm. right now. Hmm. That Loop Hero is, is like the old StarCraft use map settings yeah. where you'd like, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I don't know what that means, so I'm just going to agree. I agree. Oh, thank you. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> hey, Eli, I know what would really top this whole conversation off. Uh, well, two things, actually. The first thing is tell us the story about uh, that you were just about to tell us off air about uh, when you were introduced at an old job. Yes, because we were talking about my last name and you were confirming if, if Penner was my real last name. And I had spent a week at another game studio a few years ago. And on Monday, they have a big stand up with everyone. There's like 30 people. 
And out of the blue, the the studio head kind of introduces me to everyone with a a slide from his presentation with my Facebook picture and my Facebook name, which is a fake name. <laughs> and my Facebook picture is is me wearing a, a hockey helmet <laughs> and like the... a, a dress shirt. <laughs> what was the fake name? It's Eli Sesso. Just a fake uh, okay. last name, so not big, but I found it weird because he, he never even friended me on Facebook. He must have just searched <laughs> me. And you'd already been hired? Well, I was just doing like a, a short little contract with them. Oh, right. So it was like a friendly thing. They were like, okay, we're going to introduce somebody who's working with us. But they did, they just, just grabbed your Facebook yeah. picture. Didn't, and... didn't ask me or... <laughs> Check. Or yeah, oh, even wow. give me a heads up that this was going to happen. Oh man! Imagine if it was like imagine well, I mean, if your Facebook you name a... was like Eli Deep State or something. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been brilliant. <laughs> but I mean, that's the point of having a fake name on Facebook, right? So that people can't just pull your shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's very true. It's weird that he found it though. How did he find it if it was under a fake name? I don't know. I think Eli isn't that common. I just typed in Eli. Yeah. Winnipeg. Common name among Winnipeggers. Hmm. Well, uh, okay. Last uh, anecdote, Eli. Um, So last week, uh, JM, remember how last week uh, we talked about, you talked about how you met the uh, art director for absolver and you went to pieces a little bit because it was a, it was a Mm -hmm. chance encounter and it was, um, it was really great. And then I mentioned mm-hmm. that I got very drunk at Gamescom on Graham's birthday and mm-hmm. uh, unexpectedly found myself talking to a chap called Victor Antonov, who was the designer on... Uh, he introduced himself as the design, the art director on Dishonored, but uh, he's more famously mm-hmm. known for his work on Half-Life. Mm-hmm. Well, a certain Mr. Eli Penner upon listening to last week's forecast, slid into my DMs <laughs> with a little story. Eli, do you want to uh, regale us with your tale? Yeah, I had a another project. I was going to Austin, Texas, and they had just opened, Bethesda had opened a studio called Battlecry Studio, and we were going to do a website for them. And I met their art director, whose name was Victor Antonov. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, that night we went out for drinks, and he told lots of fun stories. It was pretty wild. (laughs) Very dreamy. (laughs) And Robbie was there. uh, Oh, sorry. Oh, no. I was going to say... Robbie was there, too. He was drinking. Yeah, (laughs) I was there. I I I thought I was in Germany. And... uh... (laughs) It was Graham's birthday, and I just got chatting to these guys. I wasn't even with the party. I just kind of turned up. Um, no, I, can you remember any of the uh, the more fun stories that he shared? Or are they all a bit um, NSFW? I don't know. Like, I don't know if I remember the stories right or not, but he, he told the story about Gabe Newell and how he... I don't know if I should tell this. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, apparently he was eating a greasy burger and fired someone while he was doing that. <laughs> I don't know if it's true. I don't know if I remember <laughs> it right. But... I mean, you know, it's all part of the legend now. That's, a fun that's all that matters. Picture, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can all see it happening, so that's all that matters at the end of the day. Yeah. I was at PAX East 2020, the last, you know, the last, the final mm-hmm. packs. Um, and I was at our booth and I was running around doing stuff. You know, it's a pack, so I, I couldn't tell you specifically what I was doing, but I was doing lots of things. Uh, and a guy I'd never seen before goes, hi, JM. <laughs> and I went, uh, oh, hi. Because that's just, you know, that's what you do when someone you've never seen before greets you as if you mm. know each other. Um, and, uh, you know, I was like, oh, hi there. How, you know, hey, uh, how's it going? 
uh, or something like that. I don't remember. It was just a brief, polite exchange. And then I was off, you know, doing whatever I was doing. And I saw this guy around the booth um, several more times uh, just during the day or whatever. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, we go we go back to our hotel. You know, the, the whole party goes back or whatever. And, you know, people go to bed at different times. So people want to stay up, stay up and drink. You know, there's a really nice hotel bar at the Lennox at the Lennox, um, nearby. And so I, uh, I had gone to bed and I, you know, was done for the night. I, you know, had an early day the next day and I had a text, uh, I think it was Vieco said, you know, and I'd seen that guy down with Vieco at the Lennox bar and, uh, Vieco was like, yeah, me and Eli are, are, are over at, at this bar. And I was like, that fucking guy is Eli. <laughs> so I had to get up and put clothes back on so that I could go say hello to Eli. Because <laughs> we'd talked online before. We'd, you know, we'd worked on stuff before, but I'd never actually met him. And it turns out that I had just been like polite facing him all day uh, and did not know that it was him. And uh, I had to run down. I had to go to the bar and say hello. I, I, uh, yes, I remember that. And I, uh, <laughs> I have a similar story from the same show. <laughs> <laughs> because I think that's where we all met you, isn't it? I met some people at E3. Right. I was there the that's the summer prior. Yeah. But I had like a few websites under my belt then. Yeah. I wasn't as ingrained. But I think yeah. it was that night at PAX that Kate told me that nobody knows what I look like and that <laughs> <laughs> I should maybe change my, my Slack avatar. That... It's because you're always wearing the hockey mask and the dress exactly. Going by a fake name. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're here now, Eli, and you have been on the forecast. Yay! Check. How does that feel? It's great. I've... It's been on my bucket list for years. Yes. You can now die in peace. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Well, yeah, it's been a it's been a pleasure. An awkward silence. Well, no, it's good because it, I'll be able to find the gap, you know, so I can put my music cue in there. So that's good. Um, but no, yeah, thank you, v Eli. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. It's been good to work with you. Um, but it's been fun to learn more about where you came from and uh, and what goes into what you do. Because I think sometimes we... Well, this is why it's fun having our colleagues on the forecast, because it's like, oh, shit, you do all this stuff. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, like I just see you on the weekly call or whatever, and then we each go about our day. Well, thanks for having me. And, and likewise, it's, it's fun to hear your interviews with everyone and, and hear what they've been doing, too. Yeah. Is there anyone that you think we need to get on here? Um, I think it'd be interesting to get some people from from other publishers and other games that aren't Devolver, but maybe it's not Ooh, good to do mm. advertising mm. for them. Interesting. Not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. Uh, I don't know if I know anyone, though. <laughs> <laughs> it makes us look magnanimous. We're like, ah, oh, yes, well, we could invite you onto the Devolver podcast. We could get you some exposure. You could get someone from another publisher and just berate them the whole time. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Just, like, bully them. Yeah. Who's the best publisher? Who's the best publisher? <laughs> Just pick apart okay, all we'll their games. Vic, Victor Antonov. I put. I put. I make a note here to get Victor Antonov. Well, that's a good one to corroborate all the stories oh, that no. he told about him. And is it bad that I've never played a Victor Antonov game? Well, mm, I mean, you've played Half Life, two. Oh yeah, I played two. 
yeah not one though no well he 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 did half-life 2 he was like uh oh, okay yeah so okay. you've played the main one okay i've played that one yeah All right. the main one everything after that is and the, yeah. the game i was doing the website for got cancelled so it's okay that you didn't play that <laughs> <laughs> i am absolved <laughs> What was the what? Uh, can you talk about what the website was going to be like? Uh, it was pretty standard, I suppose. It was kind of like a, a website. As you scroll down, you'd see each of the heroes, and they'd kind of animate in. It was a cool game. I was disappointed when they they stopped working on it, but it's very kind of splashy, like big, uh, intense animations and stuff like that, and a lot of blood as well. Mm. I think the age gate might have been one of the first things we did. <laughs> <laughs> then I never would have seen it, sadly. Um, but none of us will, so fuck it. Um, <laughs> Eli, once again, it's been a pleasure. Um, the pleasure is all mine. Where, <laughs> where, where can people follow you if they want to um, learn more about websites? Get clues about the Easter eggs. Oh yeah. I'm on Twitter at Eli underscore the underscore brave. Eli the brave. And you are also quite active on our Discord as well for anyone that wants to hop into the Devolver Digital Discord. Always good. Uh, there's the Forecast channel in there as well, so you can come and say hello. And what else, JM? We appreciate your time and your attention. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Oh, thank you. There it is. <laughs> Bye. Ah, bye. <laughs> bye. 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 Are you fading yourself out? Yes. <laughs> <laughs>